never know if I should say good morning because then there's the impulse to respond, maybe. Let's try it. <laughs> Bonjour. Um, Maybe a few announcements uh, while I think about it just now. Um, so there's been uh, requests for um, LGBTQI uh, support group or meeting, um, silent meeting. So this will happen... At three o'clock, thanks, Tara. At three o'clock uh, in room M200 above uh, us here, every day. Um, there's been a request for um, a group for chronic illness, chronic pain, disability. And, and so this will happen at two o'clock every day in M200. Um, there's also, um, yeah, maybe uh, it's getting more quiet, you know, as we slow down, which is really an invitation huh, to, uh, if you want to play with this, uh, really slow down uh, when you move about in the building, uh, you know, as you put your coat or move from one room to the other, if you slow down. Uh, it might be really helpful for the practice. Uh, I remember on several retreats, one especially where, you know, this was uh, talked about every day, like pretend, you know, you're very, very elderly, you know, or, uh, you know, in, inviting every day and it was slowing down, slowing down, it's not the only way to be mindful, but it's a kind of a device, you could say, for things to, to help things stand out, uh, getting out of habit. So I invite you to slow down. In, in this way, we'll, yeah, we'll notice more, and we'll notice you know, that maybe some doors make a sound, <laughs> and that there might be a way to make them more silent. Or as we walk, you know, boom, 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 especially if we live above people here, some of us do, you know, so being more careful as we move about, so we protect this uh, secluded environment. Um, maybe also more silence uh, around note writing. Uh, so it's not an open channel of kind of email, you know, it's really made for things that are urgent. Uh, so it might be good to, you know, mention this. So is my note really important, you know, as I'm, you know, exploring silence? And if it is, then go ahead. But because um, uh, that can, uh, it can easily get a lot you know, if on the first day you have a lot of notes, <laughs> sometimes you see somebody else write and it's like, me too, I exist, I must have something to say, or, <laughs> you know, 
So uh, bringing a lot of mindfulness around this, we signed up for a silence retreat, silent retreat, and that includes uh, that aspect also. Um, I always wonder how it lands when I say this. If you walk in the Shanti um, walking space, I think um, you, I think there might be a sign there saying, uh, it, uh, suggesting to walk. Uh, that's getting very precise here. In the the sense of the floorboards, that's the rules of the game in that room. <laughs> if you do walking there, you walk floorboard way. Um, in the same way that behind here we tend to walk from window to window, you know, because there's nothing more confusing than, you know, crossing path. <laughs> that was the worst moment of my retreat. <laughs> Thank you. I'll check if there was something else. starting groups uh, meeting this morning. So just to make it clear again, so in this silence retreat of uh, a few days, what you what is offered uh, here is one group during the whole retreat. So one group, either on Saturday, on Sunday, or Monday, either with Tara or with me, and others who will be there. You know, so one group. For the whole, not a group per day or uh, etc. It's one group. I don't know how to how else to say it. No, <laughs> um, I think it's been clarified. Um, and uh, because we're uh, in groups, and it's a little bit more organic, you know, it's not always exactly forty-five minutes. Uh, Tara and I will appear at some point in the sitting that follows. But we might be a little late, but there's definitely going to be somebody at some point to ring the bell at the end. You know, if you're sitting there and there's no one, like, ah, I'm going to be swallowed. <laughs> or permanence, solidity, it's never going to end. It's just, it appears like this. It's an appearance, uh, and it's going to pass. We're going to appear at some point. Okay, thank you for allowing this. Okay, every day at this time we'll present uh, maybe a, a, a theme of exploration uh, in this lab that we're in, you know, this formidable uh, research center. Uh, and so today, uh, Tara and I wanted to bring the theme of, um, or you know, highlight this aspect of our human experience, uh, which is um, 
maybe what we could call mind or heart-mind. You used that expression a few times, Tara, very, really nice expression. Uh, so the inner world, an awareness, mindfulness of mind states, which is a kind of a big umbrella that includes you know, emotions, moods, qualities of mind. Uh, and so in the teachings of mindfulness, as many of you know, there's this invitation to become aware of mind states. Uh, and as the other themes that we'll visit this week, the research or investigation, if I can use that word, uh, is always in real time. So we're interested in the phenomena uh, of mind states as they're happening. So not the one that I would like. <laughs> Let me think about the one that I would like or that I felt back then when this or that happened. But the presently arisen mind state. And there's always one. Remarkable. There's always a mind state or mood or qualities that are present in the mind. There's no time where there's not one of these or some of, some of this that is happening. There's always a len- an inner landscape, we could say. Some are more kind of obvious or gross or intense, charged or palpable or, yeah. And some are more maybe subtle. Some of the qualities of mind or emotions we feel, moods, mind states, uh, might be agreeable, pleasant to feel, like um, anger, I'm right, you're wrong. It feels so great right now. <laughs> or unpleasant, of course, you know. And some mind, so some mind state pleasant, some mind state unpleasant, and some mind states maybe neutral, so maybe harder to recognize, to become aware of, to feel lucidly uh, or know with clarity but that's the kind of invitation uh, today so we're kind of adding every day something else and it uh, it might be for you the theme of the morning or the day you might investigate uh, and I'll try to define that word because it's tricky when we use that word investigate investigation but that might be the theme uh, today, or it might appear here and there. Uh, It might become obvious, like, whoa, big reaction, Pascal. I'm using this one, so it doesn't involve anybody else (laughs) pointing. But, you know, like, wow, big, big reaction. Or, oh, wow, look at how it feels now. It feels like this, this kind of quietness. It opens up to something just changed in the inner life, mood, psyche. And so developing a sensitivity, uh, um, an awareness of uh, presently arisen mind states and the fluctuation in there. And when I say we're adding up, it's because today, as I understood or heard it, uh, there was an invitation to be aware of the body, as it's breathing, hearing, walking, 
know, so we're adding up because, you know, the body will be sitting. There's a cap- uh, possibility of being aware of uh, body and all the texture, real physical texture of, uh, you know, momentary texture of embodiment, if I put it like this. Uh, you know, if I'm recalling uh, some of what uh, Tara said yesterday, you know, feeling the pressure or lightness or expansion, contractions, you know, the lifting, uh, maybe pulling, placing of the feet, or if you do the walking outside, you know, the physical world there is so palpable these days, you know, the the light, the shade, the warmth, the, 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 the cool or coldness, or the, yeah, and inside maybe the same um, stimulation, but much more, I don't know what's the word, tem, 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 I don't know what's the word, more, more subtle, you know, not big changes of heat and cold and more, uh, yeah, unfortunately it's lacking for me here, the word. So there's this realm, this river, I call it like this, this river of physicality, materiality flowing, you know, we might have the idea it's my body, it's been my body the whole time, but now that we're entering into a kind of a phenomenological exploration of, uh, of this, we're discovering that the body is like, oh, feels like this. The body is like pressure on butt, and later it's pressure on feet, and the texture changes. Uh, uh, and so we're still aware of this, inviting ourselves to really be in connection with you know, temperature, light, we have the chance here to become awake to the way we're, we, we're, we're sensitive. The senses are, you know, uh, we're impacted by what's happening at the sense doors. And we're inviting a kind of waking up to the sixth sense, the inner, uh, that sense of uh, what connects with emotions and moods. And so we're adding this today so we can be aware as we walk from here to uh, our sh- b- boots or shoes or, you know, as we walk to, you know, notice the experience of entering a new room, you know, a different space, different light, body moving, and then maybe the mood, the f- feeling of rush maybe, or the feeling of settledness or an unsettledness. And... I find absolutely remarkable um, the Buddha's instructions around mind or heart, if you want. So simple, so incredibly simple. Uh, you know, when the mind, I'll paraphrase here, but when the mind is um, scattered, know the mind as scattered. Et voilà. So incredibly simple. Do you, I don't know if you recognize or recall or 
But that what comes to my mind is uh, Kamala's words, you know, just enough energy. And sometimes I like a little benevolence thrown in there, so just enough energy, sweetheart. That can be helpful if it works for you. <laughs> it works for me. Just enough energy, sweetheart, to connect with the phenomena like mind state and to, uh, to experience it clearly, knowingly, lucidly. Just just enough energy to notice, oh, all over the place. Ah, all over the place feels like this. No judgments, as you know, in mindfulness. Um, not, tra- not acquisitive, not trying to get another thing. So this middle path, very, like walking on that fine rope there of, just being aware, conscious. This is what we're doing. It looks passive, but we'll see how powerful it is. Maybe we'll be able to talk about this during the retreat, or you know, maybe. To just recognize, oh, this ease or discomfort or... Words are lacking again, but, you know, at ease in the mind not at ease, in the mind, unsettled. So maybe just naming and feeling, experiencing, simply, directly. Often the moods, mind states, or qualities of mind, calm, curiosity, self-righteousness, you know, uh, have... uh, maybe uh, echoes or manifest in the body. So if there is fear or anxiety, can it, be, can it be known just now as it is? That's, that's a tricky thing, you know, especially with difficult mind states. Huh? Like we'll often with difficult or afflictive mind states, we'll be taken for a ride, huh? we'll be under the influence, we'll be under the spell, will be kind of duped or caught in. It's very, very, very natural that, you know, in worry, we'll be worrying, we'll be in that kind of worldview. Or maybe another extreme, very natural that happens is we'll hate it. I don't want that afflictive emotion. I don't want to feel this discouragement. I don't. That's enough now. I don't want to feel so between being caught, believing, adhering, and denying or refusing or rejecting or debating with, we're trying something delicate here. The middle path of recognizing what is here. Oh. Discouragement. This is another word, despondent. This comes something anyway. Discouragement. Discouragement feels like this. It's a kind of waking up instead of being under the spell. Or if there is calm, same thing. Oh, some level of calm, joyful calm, dull calm, stupid calm. Where <laughs> you know where there's no, no kind of intelligence, is it? 
really calm. <laughs> but you know, oh, there's a different texture of calm. So waking up, so the Buddha, when the mind is calm, know the mind as calm. When the mind is agitated, know the mind as agitated. Just enough energy to connect and maybe be with in order to discover that with that added factor here of uh, being awake too, you know. So that's the invitation here today. Can we play with this a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So let's explore this for maybe 20 minutes or so. And you know you can always stand here in this room. Huh? It's uh, you know if it's uh, if there is as a mind state some kind of dread twenty minutes of practice. You know you, you could uh, you can always stand uh, if it's helpful, even for just a few minutes. It's okay. Or later, if it becomes too difficult to be in the body. I liked how uh, Tara put it uh, yesterday, I think, you know, kind of choosing uh, calm in the body. I'm putting it in my words here, but allowing some settle, settledness, I think you said. So the mind also can settle, but not feeling caught in the posture. And the eyes, yes, they can gently close if you want. But if it feels better, you could leave them open. And what we call the first foundation, what our attention can rest on, The body is, yeah, is always always some good entryway. I think the physical war, uh, realm. So noticing either the body or the environment. there is a body here. It's alive. It's uh, sensitive to the environment. Through maybe hearing body is sensitive to temperature, 
sensitive to gravity. body is sensitive to maybe the touch of clothing. Sensitive to its own movement, maybe. The breath. the rising and falling of the belly or chest. as we establish a contact, a connection with the living, sensitive body through hearing or the awareness of breath, as our attention rests in the body, probably going to discover at some point the state of mind of the meditator as we are there with hearing or breathing we'll notice at some point the agitation or the receptivity scatteredness or the gatheredness. No judgment, just curious, just discovering. can stay just with body, sitting, breathing, hearing, and sometimes becoming aware or curious about the mood.
situations. In the inner world, sometimes very attentive, sometimes whoops, lost in thoughts or caught in some stories. Very natural. Sometimes the mind has a lot to say. Very natural, we can become aware of this. There's a lot to say in there. Sometimes very little to say. receptive or listening. Just being there with the breath. And at some point, the mood will reveal itself. Don't want to think about it. Just want to become sensitive, aware.
we might notice sometimes a wave of irritation. Wow. Big wave of reactivity, maybe, or not. Sometimes the heart, uh, heavy, or broken, or light, or vast, or closed, or hard, or neutral, none of these. Can it be known just as it is right now?
Sometimes we notice the absence of struggle. Maybe we can appreciate this. Things are simple in there. There might be contentment. Just this is enough. Just this being here, attentive. We can appreciate this. Sometimes it's a little bit more charged. It happens for sure. Very natural. There might be confusion or reactivity. Sadness or grief. We can become aware of it. Maybe bring some tenderness, if available. Some compassion. Oh, not easy for you, my love. Not easy right now. very charged, confronting, overwhelming. might be good to open the eyes. Look around, notice space. Or anything reassuring in some ways through the window, the light or sky. plants, or the Buddha, or the flowers, if it's charged inside, intense inside, we can do what we call touch and go, touch into the area of the body where it's maybe contracted or tearing, just for a moment. Very intense in the chest. And then go, touch into it, and then going towards hearing or seeing, noticing space, just not to be uh, swallowed in a way in that vortex of strong emotion. And if it's possible, play with this. Touch into the difficulty in the body where it's the most uh, at the epicenter. And then go away to find some refreshment, maybe, or stability, space. There is the absence of intensity. Well, good. Just noticing this. 
In the same way that the body rests on earth, letting the attention rest in the body, in the environment, in the silence or life around or space. Letting the attention rest here in the body, sitting, breathing. hearing, and sometimes noticing the state of the meditator, no judgments, we just want to know, become aware. Noticing the changes happening in body and maybe mind as the bell rings. A very rich field here, uh, delicate work to just become aware of uh, the present mood uh, in a simple way, maybe naming. Sometimes it's not possible to name, it's just, oh, it's like this right now. So it doesn't have to get very complex uh, trying to find the exact mood, just what we want is to actually just experiencing it, experience it uh, as it is. So sometimes for me it's very wide, kind of, oh, kind of triggered or there's something happening. I won't go much further than this. Just, oh, there's a lot happening. Oh, there's not much happening. And that's just enough to help me tune in and stay curious. Maybe questions about the practice, maybe about this theme uh, particularly, or something else happening in practice.
What is the question? Yes. Yeah. So how to cultivate um, uh, wholesome mind uh, states without clinging to them maybe or pushing away the others. So that's exactly uh, my suggestion in a way uh, put into your words, uh, which are really good words. Uh, that's what I understand this to be. So we don't cling to, I, I should be calm or I should be light or I should be... Uh, this, you know, but just noticing, noticing. So we're not pushing away anything, we're not clinging to anything, we're waking up, waking up. And it seems, as I said earlier, maybe passive, you know, like I'm, it seems like I'm not developing wholesome qualities or, you know, but actually uh, that's the power, as I understand it, of, of this awareness or mindfulness or kindfulness or heartfulness maybe. Uh, is that becoming curious, waking up to what is uh, present here in the mind, uh, when there is this mindfulness, in the wake of this mindfulness, there's a whole set of amazing qualities. Mindfulness is the doorway, it's the portal, you you could say. So I'm sitting here and I notice, oh, Pascal, agitated or opinionated or grumpy or you know distracted or obsessed you know and uh, no judgments which would be a kind of clinging i don't want this that's like you grab something to hate it <laughs> you know so you obsess about it fixate about it it shouldn't be happening why are you again in resentment opinion judgments you know so none none of this just recognizing oh this is what's happening if that's what's there it might not be but if it's something like this that is there, just noticing that is there, at that moment of noticing, there's no judgment, there's no resentment. At that very moment, there's waking up. It's a particular mind state of awareness. There's awareness. There might be, sorry, in the body, uh, still the leftovers of the obsession, you know, the heart beating, the contraction in the throat or chest. But at the very moment of recognizing, I'm not cultivating resentment, obsession, being caught in, in stories, you know. I'm cultivating waking up. So I'm already doing a move towards the wholesome. It might not be apparent in the moment, but that's what's happening. And in there, in that moment of waking up to what's happening, I'm abandoning the unwholesome and I'm nourishing the wholesome. And in that little moment of waking up, there's a gap, an opening that is possible if I notice that I'm totally worked up, you know, about something of the past or fearing the future, and I'm waking up to, wow, here, obsessed, in that crack, you could say, there's at some point, the crack will open just wide enough that will come in compassion. You know, it will emerge, you know. Uh, you know, oh, Pascal, really hard. You're really stuck here in that frame. Mind, mind state or mind frame or whatever it's called, you know, there's, there's going to be something that's going to, you know, some tenderness maybe or clarity, you know, we'll go from confusion. Confusion is me thinking I'm there having this conversation with this person. Do you, do you, have you ever experienced something like this? Like, 
have basic confusion, basic ignorance. That's what we're going against in, <laughs> in the Buddhist practice. You know, basic confusion, ignorance is thinking I'm somewhere else with somebody else, <laughs> doing something else that never happened, will never happen, probably, etc. You know, and I'm like, I can't believe you said this to me. You know, and the person is not there, not talking, not, but I don't know this. My heart's beating, and I'm like all worked up, and you know. And, uh, and here, by bringing this little thing called mindfulness, this waking up, suddenly confusion disappears, at least for a second. You know, like, oh, retreat. <laughs> the person's not here. You know, it's not what's happening. What's happening is a construction of mind. So in that moment, that waking up is your breaking delusion, you know, the delusion of being somebody else, somewhere else, you know, or, you know, something like this. There's a waking up. It's very powerful, especially when there's several of them during the day. Even just a few is powerful, you know. Even if you're lost 17, 27 minutes, you know. That moment of like, hey, here. And here there's a lot of possibilities that we might not be aware of now. Of maybe laughter, like, wow, wow, I was really in a big spin here, you know. Humor can come in, maybe, you know, humor can come in like, wow, really, what a trip, you know, I really got caught here. Or tenderness, or clarity, you know, this is not happening, my love, you know, we're just here. It's all inwardly produced at this point, you know. Uh, yeah, voila, for now, yeah. Yes? In other styles, in the past, they talked about sort of sitting through the pain, and I like what Tara said yesterday about like not having to necessarily do that, and I wonder how you kind of manage that so it doesn't become like 90% of your thought is like your leg falling asleep, so that you're not constantly moving. Sort of, is there a way to manage that better? Yeah, yeah. So I'm repeating just in case uh, some of us couldn't hear. Um, so with pain, like like there's there, there might be this suggestion of like uh, uh, staying through it or, or uh, uh, staying with it, or uh, another way is compassion and moving, and that can lead to uh, you know kind of agitation of the of the body constantly trying to. So what's the middle path here? The middle ground, and um, you know. The asking the question for me, as I hear it, is like it um, it carries a lot of potential. So, what is the middle path? You know, that's the big, that's the that's a, a very powerful question. So, so, and it has to be, it will be answered through practice. You know, through trial and error. You know, and and discovering for, for oneself. And that's the beauty of it. Here is we have many days <laughs> to learn how to hold uh, the difficult. In some ways, and it might be in pain in the body, but it, because I'm talking also today about this, uh, the inner landscape, if you will, you know, like it could be also how to sit, uh, how to be with uh, grief, shame, uh, you know, pain, discomfort in the in the mind or heart, uh, and so it's uh, yeah, there's a play. We're going to try different things here. Um, Yeah, different qualities are well, uh, either welcome or will maybe appear at some point. Uh, you know, sometimes it's uh, 
you know, what is called for is patience or endurance or courage. And sometimes it's uh, tenderness, compassion. And in compassion, I might readjust. But in compassion, I might not readjust. Just stay here with the, with the difficulty and learn how to become very tender uh, with something that is uncomfortable. Part of what we do here, we don't want to hurt ourselves, you know, in any way, neither in the inner world, you know, uh, nor in the f- kind of physical realm. Um, a general rule is when, uh, after the bell rings, you know, you move and the pain disappears after 30 seconds, one minute. It means you're not actually damaging yourself. It might, that's a kind of a general thing uh, that's uh, been said, you know. And so if it dissipates, uh, it indicates that you're not hurting yourself. Um, so that might be something to play with, you know. A, a big part, not, it's not the only thing, but a big part of what we do here is learning to be with discomfort. That's, you know, the Buddha talks about uh, unconditional freedom, that there is uh, difficulty or not. And I think uh, there's many nuances to bring to this, of course, but to sit with discomfort, there's a lot to gain there. The capacity to be okay with discomfort is, is a training, is, uh, is related to liberation, that I can be with discomfort and remain maybe balanced or calm or caring or respectful, like have my values be available even in discomfort because later it will not be just the sitting here. It will be relational probably, you know. It will be societal. It will be with climate change. You know, the capacity to be with some discomfort will be so important when I enter conflict. You know, to remain stable, courageous, caring. You know, when it's not going my way or it's confusing. Uh, be, you know, so we're developing these skills through this form of just sitting, walking. Uh, so there's an amazing opportunity. Becoming aware of that opportunity might help courage to show up. Like, let me actually learn to be with discomfort because, you know, there will be these winds of discomfort and ease and, you know, uh, all this like this. And so, yeah, it's an exploration for self, you know. When we notice that we're going to spiral down, maybe there's an indication here, you know. Sometimes, you know, I sit here and I'm already demoralized and, you know, I don't have many resources inside. So if it becomes difficult in the body, you know, I might recognize Pascal, you know, it's not a good day today. Let's not pile it up, you know, like take the little leg, move it, you know. Sometimes I sit here refreshed, uh, energized, you know, and suddenly it becomes intense in the body. Perfect day for this. Okay, let's explore this. Will I survive, you know, this piercing or throbbing or pressure, you know? And then there's a lot to discover, you know. What's, what's the actual sensation? What's the relationship to it, you know? How are they compounded or multiplied, you know, my reactivity by the... And here I can study mind state. I can study physicality, you know, pushing and study the mind that fears, 
hates, you know, or uh, is able to bring curiosity to what's happening. So, a few little beginning of answers here. Thank you for asking. Okay, aware of time here. So, uh, time to a beautiful day for practice. I suggest bundling up and going to study the elemental nature of reality, cold, warmth, etc., if you want, uh, or stay inside uh, in the walking. If you want to play with this, just to play with. What I like to do often is uh, do one crossing, uh, just aware of uh, sounds, silence. You know, let that universe open up. As I cross again, I become aware of sight, you know, colors or form or shades or just aware of seeing, seeing. As I cross again, I become aware of body, the body in space, the body, you know, general experiencing the body generally as it moves. And then for the fourth crossing, I land in the feet, just the experience of the bottom of the feet, maybe as Tara was uh, suggesting yesterday. And then start again, just aware of uh, hearing, hearing, and uh, uh, seeing, body in space, and feet, feet. And in there, with it, you know, being precise like this, staying close to, I'll notice the agitation, reactivity, something of the mind will reveal itself. Opinions, wanting, you know, calm, curiosity. I'll discover very gradually, naturally, the state of the mind of the meditator, the capacity to stay in the feet, or, you know, the aspect of curiosity, the quality of curiosity when it's there, mixed with hearing. You know, the stability of the mind or its instability. And then we'll find our way back here at some point. A bell will ring. Thank you.